You're listening to Dr. Leslie Inspires, a show where we empower mothers by raising their level of awareness, discussing tough mother-son issues that everyone knows exists, but no one is talking about. Dr. Leslie is joined by Mr. Wayne, who provides insight from a male perspective. To learn more about us, visit our website at www.drlesleyinspires.com. Now, here's your host, Dr. Leslie. All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dr. Leslie Inspires podcast. I am excited to have my special guest on the line. The name says Thomas, but it's Miss Sabrina. And you all are well aware of Miss Sabrina. Uh, many of you responded to her previous um, podcast uh, that she had done. And uh, that's where she talked about uh, she would take a thug over a man in a suit any day. And so today we're following up with her a year later just to kind of hear some of her progress and to kind of hear what's going on now. And I really appreciate Miss Sabrina for uh, coming to do part two because I was telling her that many times it's challenging for uh, women, for mothers, who um, you know have different kinds of situations and circumstances that they're dealing with, it's challenging for them to come and do a part two. So I just thank you, Miss Sabrina, again for coming on. And so I'm going to go ahead and start in prayer, and then we're going to hop right into the interview. Oh, and so that you know, um, I'm starting to put things on YouTube as well. So this is a podcast, but we will. Um, repurpose it for you too, okay? All right, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, oh God, for this opportunity to come before you one more time, praying that this podcast would be all of you and none of us. Father God, give Miss Sabrina the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding that she needs to say what needs to be said to free up another mother, uh, someone who may be struggling with various issues. I just pray that you would speak to her in that still small voice that you normally do and just tell her what needs to be said uh, so that they, there could even be uh, self-deliverance just by talking. So we just thank you, oh God, for what you're doing in this podcast. We thank you for what you did in her first podcast. And we thank you for what you're doing in the future as women hear this months down the road. And we just thank you, oh God, and we will be so careful to give you all the praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. All yeah. right, so I have just opened the airways. So Miss Sabrina, the last time we talked, you talked about um, your children. And then when you, get, when you start talking, I would like you to tell us their ages. And we know that you just got rid of another one one who just graduated. So that's a big kudos to you because some women cannot even get those young men out of high school. So kudos, kudos, kudos to you. And so Thank we you. were talking about some of the things that, um, you know, you were dealing with in terms of dealing with your thug, and then you can talk to us about what that means, but just, um, the, the last uh, podcast, you also talked about 
women in your family finding it difficult to respect men and how with this thug quote unquote uh you found yourself or you find yourself loving him or in love and you can tell us if that's still the the case but you learned a lot from him and you are still learning from him and he may not be the cookie cutter guy but there's still something there for you to learn about yourself so let's just start off with talking about your children then talking about uh where you are in your relationship with this man because before you before you start talking I want to just say that this man is oh talk about his background because that's very very key a lot of women are dealing with men husbands fathers who were raised in a similar situation as uh the man that you're talking about so i know i've said a lot so i'm just going to let you start <laughs> with your children and then talking about your relationship with um your thug and where you are now and then i'll just ask questions as as we go along so thank you and welcome miss sabrina thank you <laughs> Okay, um, I have six children, five in the home. My 17-year-old is on the way out, who has just graduated. I have a 16-year-old, 11, 10, and a six-year-old. Um, and one, a one-year-old granddaughter. Of course, she's not in the home with me. Um, starting with, you want me to start with his background or the relationship first? Yeah, his background. Give us a little bit about his background. Um, he's a he's a, a foster kid. Um, he was a foster kid. Um, six different foster homes. Um, he's a active blood gang member. Um, he's <laughs> he's um, he's got he's got mental health. Um, which is very hard to deal with, um, and him being a quote unquote thug, um, and having a street mentality still hasn't transitioned over to his, I could be a thug behind this armor I have up, you know, his thug side still overrides his, um, I don't know if persona the word, but his thug, he, he he's a bit much. Um, <laughs> How old is he, Miss Sabrina? He's 36. 36, okay. He's 36. He's, um, he loves without boundaries. Um, definitely loves, but there's no question there. Um, I don't have to question whether he loves me or not or how much and neither does the children you know um of course that's hard to hard to come by you know when what someone makes, loves you without boundaries yeah what makes you not um what makes you believe how do you know he loves you it's a spiritual connection it doesn't you can't say you can't it's hard to explain it's like a spiritual connection with i could I can feel it. 
I can feel I remember you talked about it. You talked about it in the in your first interview. Yeah. So it, it, is that the thing that you might find that might make it difficult for you to get away from him? I suppose um, either it's um, it's a tug of war between God, love, and stupidity. I suppose. Mm. Three. <laughs> if no, I that's say powerful. That. That's powerful. I understand. If I could say it that way, you know, it's definitely a tug of war. I have my days where I feel like I'm just being absolutely stupid for him, and you know, I'm 40 now, so I'm like, I know I'm not going through it. I'm not lonely. I'm okay with being by myself, but. I'm not ready to let go of that level of love that I've never experienced. From mm-hmm. I've had two husbands, um, like I said before, and I've never experienced the no boundary love. So I mean, do I don't know that's what's waiting at the other end? Yeah, that's interesting because you have people who come from more astute backgrounds you know, maybe from a two-parent household or maybe from a more stable household. And it's very difficult for them to love their wife or their fiance without boundaries. So do you think that he's able to do that because of his upbringing or maybe because that's part of the thug life to just, you know, ride or die? What is that? I mean, when, when when a, you know, quote unquote thug, um, their love is different. I mean, because they they understand and get loyalty and that's all they have in the streets. You know, nobody wants them around. Nobody listens to them. Nobody wants to give them a chance. So all they have amongst each other is is the loyalty. You know, the, the, the loyalty that the people in the mob have, the Italians, mm-hmm. you know, is the, the, the stuff you see on TV, the type of love and loyalty, you see on TV, I get that from him, you know, and there there are some mishaps, um, except one thing, I get everything except one thing, he will, like I say, binge off, and, you know, he is a, he is an addict, Um, he is, I don't even know if I want to call him an addict, because he goes so long without, without help, or the drug, or, you know, not being able to afford the medication, um that he's supposed to be on which is three hundred dollars a bottle you know mm. he, he did not on any medication you know um he's not getting any therapy he's not getting i think he do i think he do fairly well you know i'll take what was that thing that better right said <laughs> a little bit of pleasure worth a whole lot of pain yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i was gonna say some people are dealing with a whole lot of uh, pain every day. <laughs> yeah, I'm not getting that. So I, I get it every five, six months. He may binge and go get high, but it's only for a moment. Like he doesn't get high and, and be abusive and aggressive. He gets high and he hide. And he'll come back when he's okay. He'll come back when he's off his high. It's a coke high. So it's not like it's, it's not a lingering high. Um, he has a very high tolerance um, for Coke. So he could do more than an eight ball versus people can't even do half of an eight ball and still be standing, but he has a high tolerance. So he'll go off and um, he'll get high every so many months. I don't know, should I argue with that? Because he's going to be battling with that, you know, 
Mm. And I, I don't want to make excuses for them and say, hey, you know, you don't have to put up with that. You know, you could get somebody better. You know, I could, yeah, I could get somebody who's not on drugs. I can get somebody who doesn't, who has the image of being a perfect man, but who wants that? I want somebody yeah. who lived a little. I, um, I think it, it sounds to me like you love him. You, it sounds to me like you have what most women want. And most women, they get everything else except that. You almost have the love that you want and the security that mm -hmm. you want from a man, but the other things that you need, uh, or, or maybe you don't need them. You know, I don't know, only you can answer that. And I, I think that's one of those situations nobody can answer that for you because part of a marriage, when you're considering uh, marriage, if you were to, it is till death do us part. Right. I know someone who is and has been dealing with that and sweetest, sweetest person ever. I would have never in a million years, I don't think she would have either, either thought that she would be married to someone, uh, but, she, uh, but she has gotten him out of jail. They have children and she gets tired, just like you said, but she's there for the course. And I, I really believe that God uh, just kind of um, equips some women to deal, to be strong enough to deal with that piece that maybe nobody else could. And who knows, that could be the very thing that's keeping him here from doing something else. I don't know. Right. And I, and another thing I battle with myself with, um, I've had some pretty decent guys come along in my life. And um, I treated them like crap. Just because of the background I come from, I thought the woman run the house and the man just bring the money home mm -hmm. and protect the home. You know, he's the armor. So I always told the man what to do. I've always, I've had my days where I was abusive as well. You know, if you said something I didn't like, I smack you right in the mouth in public, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm not bragging about that. I'm quite embarrassed of it. But, but you got that from grandma, right? You got oh, that yeah. from your family line of women who that's very common. And I get oh, that yeah. too. So oh, yeah. is it in this relationship that you really started to feel like, or maybe he started to teach you, that's not cool. That's not right. You're not going to do that to me. You might have oh, done it to some a, other people. Absolutely. I have a potty mouth and I use it. <laughs> um, I do. And, and I know that. And I don't know why I do it. My brothers don't even talk talk the way I talk. You know, I didn't even I wasn't even raised in the home. Neither was any of my stepdads talk the way I talk. You know, I just I have the nastiest, most aggressive potty mouth you can imagine. Wow. And I can I can I'm humble as long as I'm in my space. But do not pull the curtain too soon because I will get ignorant if I need to be. Now. Mm. I was saying um, that I I was saying that to say something as far as the way I've treated men and this generational thing I've had on my back with the, the women, you know, boy toying the men. Um, I 
I, I, I didn't, like I said before, I didn't love anybody for almost 19 years, you know, not genuinely, you know, all the people I've had come and go was just passing time or they had something that was acceptable and I could get past and deal with. But this one, you know, like I said before, I don't know what's this beef between me and God, but he made me wait 19 years for this. <laughs> So I had I um, I'm trying to you know see if it's if it's karma this or is it really wholesome love or I don't I don't know or am yeah. I telling myself this is what it is I, I don't know I battle with my own thoughts about the way things because I can't deal with confrontation I don't do arguments I don't do yelling matches, any of that stuff, I categorize how you want. I don't deal with that stuff. I'll break up and leave. Mm -hmm. That's why I say I can't I can't walk away from this one. I'm I'm used to walking away at the first argument. I don't argue. And, and he I, doesn't let you walk away. He doesn't let me walk away. And they the, the the other ones didn't either. That's why I say I don't know if it's God, love or stupidity that I'm in this tug of war with, but we're going to see who win in the end. <laughs> yeah. But um, I, don't, I don't know if God's given me all this, you know, unconditional love, you know, and I still don't know how to accept it. I still have a, and I know it's real. Yeah. You know, I don't need him to, I don't need the reassurance of I love you all day, every day. I don't need the extra phone calls. I don't need the the, the late night, the late dinners and lunches and the outings. I don't need that because I, you know, I don't need all the extra reassurance. Even though for some women that's just fun and they say it's spontaneous, but I don't know. But I'm too tired for all that most of the time. So, yeah, but I, I think what you have though, it sounds like because of the, the way that he loves, you know without a shadow of a doubt that it is authentic. So you don't need the other stuff. No, and you because just I tell know us, love and I recognize it. Yeah. What is the one thing that you would say, what was the defining moment for you when the gloves came off? You knew that this was not an act for him. You knew that he wasn't playing. He wasn't just telling you what you wanted to hear. What was the defining moment where you knew he loved you. After 24 hours. Really? I don't believe in love at first sight, but I promise you, it was <laughs> my 17, at the time, my 15-year-old came to me and said, 15, almost 16-year-old came to me and said, uh, he said, Mom, don't you think you're moving a little too fast? <laughs> I said, well, son, I'm going to kind of let time run his course on this one. I said, I like this guy, you know, and it just, it's, we, ha we, didn't, we didn't even know each other, but we haven't had any separation. So we've been learning each other and that's, <laughs> we've been learning each other and trying to love each other through learning each other, which mm -hmm. is not a good mix sometimes, but our love would, our, our love would stood it all. Um, we've had some rough days. And even if he and I get into a confrontation in front of the kids, they protect me in front of him. But if I be still mad the next day, then they're mad at me. Like, what are you doing? Why are you acting like that? It's over. <laughs> Have you taught them that it's over? 
Have I who? Have you taught the children not to hold grudges? Oh, absolutely. They don't get to carry my stuff. They don't get to, I don't teach them to carry my stuff. How a lot of parents want the kids to hate this person because they hate them. No, 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 no. Your relationship with him is what it is. It has nothing to do with me and him. This is our argument, our fight. I always tell them, excuse my language, if there's any Christians on here other than Dr. Pleasure, I always say it's it's our shit. Hmm. You know, excuse my, I don't mean no disrespect. I always say it that way, like it's ours. You know, it, you don't get to put yourself. And he and my 15-year-old will get nose to nose because she thinks she could get in his face every time he and I have a disagreement or she hear him being manipulative, mm -hmm. um, which he's very good at. I think that's just a Capricorn thing. I'm in the house with three of them. I see it from three different angles. So um, I think that's, yeah, that's a Capricorn thing, I think. <laughs> so, but with that being said, um, I have to, and my, my, I'm sorry, my 16 year old, she is a me. You know, she is a every spitting image of me. So no matter how much I tell her to be quiet, shut up, sit down, calm down, it's going to one ear out the other because she ain't doing it. <laughs> you know, and she think that she could stand in the fire with him. I'm like, hey, you can't help me. You can only make it worse. You know, now I got to protect you. And, and, and now I got to, do what I don't probably want to do to protect you. So just fall back. It's my stuff. You know, I'll let you know if I need your help, you know? So, yeah. but you know, teenagers and, and seeing their parents upset when they're not used to seeing me upset, I left no room for that. So they don't really know how to take it, but they love him so much to where they want us to separate, but not separate. Alone. Right. Yeah. So, and they probably um, like to see you happy. Yeah. You know, are you happy when he comes or when he's around? I don't know. I don't know. I don't really know. I don't know how I look to them around him. Put it that way. I'm, I, I mean, that's he makes a good me, question, though. He makes me happy on the inside, but. I'm not an affection person. I show very little emotion versus he's touchy-feely oh, emotional. Children sense it. They feel it. You don't, if, if they're in tune to you, which I know each one of your children are, mm -hmm. I don't care if it's from a, a, a eye look, the way that you turn your lips, how you breathe, your children are in tune to you. Mm -hmm. And I guarantee you, whatever your happy is, maybe you wink a little bit over here, maybe you, I don't know, but whatever it is, they know it. They know it. Yep. And sorry, if they really like him, it's because they like to see you when you're with him. They mm -hmm. like to see that happy inner part of you, however it is that you demonstrate that uh, you're happy. They know it. They, they're your children. They came from you. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, you know, especially Thomas, the name who's showing up here, you know, they, and, and your mini me parent, each, all of them, they are in tune to you. So mm -hmm. we definitely they, have know. A they know. But wow. I guess they, they, no matter how much I patent it, try to cover it up about, you know, when he makes me mad, you know, and no matter what they know, they, 
not right back because I guess they know he, they know, they see what I can't see. And, you know, they feel their own way about things, I guess. And they make sure that we don't separate. They make sure everybody snap back in place in this house. And when the argument is over, everybody's right back. We're, we're having family fun night. We're watching as if nothing happened. You know, I don't know if that's good. I don't know how to even process that. They get mad when I'm mad with him. So. Yeah, maybe they see what you did. Maybe they see your side of it. Mom did this, y'all. We got it. You know, but but hey, I don't. Some, something that I heard. <laughs> <laughs> something I heard. You know how when um, they tell other family members not to get involved with if there's a family squabble with the two, mm -hmm. the man and the woman, keep the family out. Because if you call somebody for backup, I need help, and you're talking about him, and then he calls somebody, then those people are now brought into the fold. And now they're upset at him and your folks. Your folks are upset with him. His folks are upset with you. And then uh, that happened at 12, and by 6 o'clock, y'all back lovey-dovey family night so after a while people and i think your kids are taking this standpoint they're like they're gonna be back together let's let's just right go and, and but you know what <laughs> so they, they don't they want to pull have. too far they never have this thing where he and he and my 16 year old is recent now it's funny you say that he just called his mom because i did do an eviction on him um I don't care who knows it. I did do an eviction on him because of the last time he got high, you know, and I'm like, you know, you, you're at your wit's end, you're your last straw. But of course, my heart, you know, I'm just running off at the mouth because my heart and my mind is not coinciding right now. So what do you think going to win? My heart. So. And he knows I, that. Does he know that? Oh, I, I, I think he do. He's he's very observing. Uh -huh. he's, he's not he's not missing a beat. He knows. I, even though I I still hold it down to the last straw. Um, <laughs> now the kids are upset because I did an eviction because like, where is he going to go? He doesn't have any family. And I'm like, I can't, I, it's not my, you know. So, and they got that heart like I have. So they don't want me to evict him. And even though our love still remains, you know, you if you walked in the house, you couldn't tell he's got an eviction on it right now. I mean, he doesn't carry it. I don't carry it. I mean, we'll cross that bridge and we get there, you know. But um, the eviction hasn't been served yet, but it is a process. has been for quite a while. Um, so what if they come? He's going to have to go. So because you'd be willing to let him go? Physically, so not you, at so, home. So, so it sounds like you will feel better. You'll feel better if somebody else does it because you can't. I'll probably get combative when they come as well. With them? With the with the officers, yeah, I'll get pretty aggressive. Depending on how they treat him when they come. It's it's complicated. I'm telling you, like it's it's very, very wow. complicated. Very complicated. Um I'm still this big protector over him. But like I was saying, his mom, he called his mom. He was really crushed. And he called her confiding in him, confiding in her mom. 
who can't talk to their mom, right? And he he called her and she texts my phone. Now we get combative about each other, don't get me wrong. You know, if we confide in you, you better just listen. Right. You know, because we're willing to let you go for each other. Right. Wow. And that and that speaks for itself. Um mm-hmm. speaking from experience on that. And um once his mom texts my phone and thought she was gonna check me about her adult son who she should have raised. Mm. Man, she had a bad rest of the day by the time I got through texting her back. And he wasn't expecting her to do that. So when I told him, you know, the nerve of him to, you know, get somebody in my ear as if I don't run my own show, then he got combative and he got her. I bet she won't do it again. Yes. And I I guarantee you, if he calls her ever again, uh, she's probably going to hang up on him. (laughs) No, she won't. She won't. She'll just, just listen. She'll, she'll, she'll more or less, she'll, she'll be the parent she should have been. Put it that way. Got it. Now I can call my mom and anybody in my family and confide, but I promise you people know who I am. They know not to speak ill of anybody, but I still got feelings for, because if I'm talking about him, I still have feelings for him. Very strong. It's your voice. It's your voice. Not anybody else's voice. Let me talk about him. Not you. Exactly. You don't need anybody to co-sign. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think most people are like that. Yeah, you don't get to yeah. do that. You don't get to do that. You know, if I'm calling you, I don't, girlfriend, mother, sister, brother, cousin, you hush. And you, if you're going to listen, then do that, because that's what I called you for. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't need an opinion. Yeah, that's, that's funny that you said that, because a lot of people have not learned that lesson yet. They'll mm-hmm. say something about, yeah, I never did like him. He was so-and-so. I was like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> I said, no, he's still my guy. <laughs> but wait a minute, you're sitting up here talking about him. I'm talking about him, not you. You know. <laughs> oh, wow, that is funny. But yes, um, it is definitely a challenge to continue to love him after the continue of getting high. Even if it's every now and then, it is hard. It's hard to walk away. It's hard to move forward. From, I already have this love for him that's already here, but it's hard to I don't know if I'm, I don't know, know if my love for him is growing at this point or it's just still so strong. It looks like it's growing, but it's really still just at a standstill because I can't deal with, um, I can't deal with trouble. I can't, that's why I isolate myself so much away from the world and people as much as possible. I only deal when I absolutely have to deal with anybody or anything. Wow. I don't, I don't insert myself in that. That keeps judgment from happening too. That keeps people from uh, from you to being up under the auspices of somebody judging mm-hmm. you and your decisions of a man or what you choose, you know, to do with your life. But it sounds to me like you you love him for sure. Uh, is it growing i let me tell you something when people's love is diminishing you know it and i think your kids would know it too Mm -hmm. the thing is you know sometimes god speaks to us in these still small voices like i Mm -hmm. prayed about um in the beginning and 
Jesus loves us unconditional. This is the only way, as you're talking, this is what I hear. Because unconditional is just that. A lot of people do not understand. We all have conditions. But I feel like sometimes God puts people in our lives to show us who he is. Mm -hmm. Because even the conditions that he has, that, um, that Zay has for you, there still may be it's, it's, no, it's unconditional to you for what you know to be unconditional. But God is teaching you who he is through Zay. So God loved you so much that he went to the cross to die for your sins. This man, do you think that he would take a bullet for you? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he, he is... And don't get me wrong, you know, uh, street guys, thugs, I don't care what image they put, this is a praying, praying, God-faring, I am baffled at how, if you heard his story, but this is, he want that one thing that is just, that should absolutely, that God gave everybody and put in there, he wants that so, love, he wanted so bad. He so, how so, so obviously he sees something in you, he, a way that he can get it. He's getting something from you that's keeping him there. He say he's never, he shows me that he's never felt accepted in love and he don't have to be ashamed of his, his story. You know, um, you know, he, he's, he's not, a, he's, he's, he's not ashamed of it with me, but he hide it with anybody else. He said he's never been open or talked about his childhood, you know, outside. You accept him. You accept him. I told mm -hmm. you when I first met you, and I still believe this, you're a teacher. You're a teacher. And all <laughs> teachers, just like all pastors, are not in the pulpit. All teachers are not in the classroom. Mm -hmm. So just like he is teaching you, you are teaching him. And the only people who can say anything about this relationship is you and him a servant's heart. God is showing you himself through him. You know, one time on the, um, I had the kids to watch DMX, his story. Mm -hmm. And DMX, have you, have you watched his story? I haven't, but I'll check it out. Check it out online. Um, I just kind of stumbled upon it, but he talks a lot about God. You know, he talked a lot about the demons that were plaguing him you know, whenever he's doing these drugs, but powerful, powerful testimony. And I was asking the kids, you know, did they feel like he had God in his life? Some kids say yes, some said no. Only God knows. Right. But the one thing that I know is those people, and I, and I deal with this in working with the kids that I do, some of the most anointed children, Miss Sabrina, are some of the main ones that have such an all-out attack, all-out assault on their lives. And it, it's really going to take Jesus and a certain relationship with Jesus to bring them out. So they, the Lord, he brought y'all into each other's lives for a purpose. He brought you all into each other's lives to 
demonstrate so that he can, you all can be a vessel for him to demonstrate his love. I can only go off of what I'm hearing. It does sound mm -hmm. like love is there, but a lot of soul wounds are speaking and they're speaking louder than your voice. They're speaking louder than your love. So when people have ha had uh, wounds from childhood, those things have to be dealt with hands down before he can truly uh, be butt naked and ashamed, before you can be mm -hmm. butt naked and ashamed. And your children, they're not telling you, they're not saying anything that they um, that you're teaching them. They are becoming what they're learning, what they're watching you do. Mm -hmm. I recognize that just from a, a child being um, and growing up. You know, when my husband sees us, he's like, you act just like your mother. I'll be like, what? <laughs> Sometimes I feel like her too. And I'm like, I don't even know how that has happened because you do things to you to get away from certain things. You're like, right. I am not going to do that. I am not going to do that. But then just subconsciously, because that's what you see. You didn't do what they tell you not to do, whatever it is they're seeing. So mm -hmm. with you know, your daughters, they're seeing, and they are spitting images <laughs> of you, you know, so, you know, this could be a pivotal place in your life to where now they're seeing mom change. Now they're seeing her give a man some kind of respect. Now they're seeing her, maybe not love, but they're seeing a different kind of love coming from you. You know what I mean? Oh, it's different right than there. what they're used to. Excuse my interruption, but hold right there. Speaking of uh, seeing my me letting my guard down, um, speaking of my 16-year-old, you know, the guy I'm with is not well off. He's not wealthy. He doesn't have any money. Um, and my 16-year-old girl says to me the other day, um, why do you want him so bad? And he can't, he can't even take you out to dinner sometimes. Like he can't even do. And I said to her, where, 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 where did you, where did you get in your heart that he had someone who's supposed to be loving you has to have everything? Mm. I don't, I don't know about most of you women. But every man I've ever been around that I saw love, um, ain't been a very wealthy man. He sure as heck didn't wear a suit, you know, and he didn't have to put on many faces. He come back with dirty fingernails and and hands look like gorilla hands and, you know, probably can take his feet and stump out some coals that popped out the fireplace. I'm used to those type men. I'm not used to these city slickers. I didn't see I didn't see this stuff growing up. These clean men all the time. You know, I I don't I still don't know how to take that stuff. You know, I be wondering. <laughs> you know, you grew up in the country where they were dirty. Farmers. They were farmers. You know, so I said to her, I said, you know, you don't even know what a man is yet. You know, how dare you ask me something like that, and you don't understand what love is yet. Or maybe you do, but you don't understand the beginning of the relationship when you when you're out somewhere and you run into somebody and, and you guys catch each other's eye, 
you know, you don't look at him if you meet him on the beach in a tank, uh, no shirt and swim trunks. You don't expect he's got a six-figure income. You know, I mean, there are gold diggers mm -hmm. out here. Yes, they still stand and they rise high. Mm -hmm. Now, but if you're looking for love solely, you don't you don't go counting somebody's pockets. You know, you accept the love that's feeding to you at the moment, you know, and you watch it grow. You don't, I said, you don't, you don't get with somebody for financial purposes or because he got a good job or he can take you out every weekend. I, I, I know we need help in this world and I'm willing to get with somebody who don't have anything as long as they're willing to build and get it. I'll take that, you know, over any riches, you know, um, mm -hmm. I told her, I said, I don't, I didn't get with Zay because I figured he could help take care of me and y'all. I wanted somebody to love me. I wanted to feel what they feel on TV or what it looked like anyway. I wanted to, you know, I, I wanted to, I wanted to be loved, you know, and I wanted somebody for me. I'm like, y'all got y'all own dad, you know, y'all have friends, y'all have things that keep it. I want somebody that's solely for me and that accepts y'all and love y'all along the way. I said, but in the beginning, I want somebody for me, for me, you know, and I'm I'm looking for love. I'm not looking for his his you know wallet or for how long, how many black cards you can pull out his wallet. You know, I just wanted to be love, you know, and he provided that. Wow. You know, That's so something because a lot of women are looking for that. You know, love is secondary. Uh, I heard some people say, oh, oh, I'm married for love the first time, and that didn't work. <laughs> oh, my God. Now I'm marrying for money. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of women uh, have been uh, in love with somebody, and he didn't have anything, and they weren't happy. So I've heard some women say, let me find out. I'll tell you. <laughs> oh, my Lord. So, yeah, it's that's that's a very, very good point. And I think each person, each woman is just, very very different but it is clear that you love him and mm -hmm. your your daughter she's going to have to come up with her own definition of what love is and she oh, will yeah. believe it or not based on what you do based on how she, what she sees from you she will create her own uh image of what love is as a matter of fact one time i was talking about the movie um gosh it won't, it's not coming to me right now, but I talked about it and she said, oh, that's my favorite movie. I said, that's your favorite movie? She said, yes. I said, that's a love story. And she was like, I know. And let me tell you something that told me a lot about her. You know, sometimes she doesn't make the best decisions, but the young lady has so much to offer. I pray that she gets with a man that she can love early and who will help to transform her, you know, and to, to know that she can be loved because her knowing, she, saying that was her favorite movie that told me she wants love too. Because mm -hmm. there's no way that you can watch that movie and not be, uh, not understand or desire that kind of love. Because um, that's Wayne and I, that's our uh, favorite movie. And we have it sitting down downstairs. I wish I could go get it so I could tell you the name, but uh, it, it's a it love was story. Pretty Woman for me. Ah, yep. Pretty so, Woman. But that's, some, 
that's somebody who um i mean he she didn't have any money he came in and, and took care of it all so but so <laughs> right let me ask you this if if there's a need for finances in the house does they know how to go out and i shouldn't say his name but does he know how to go out and I don't get say it that. <laughs> <laughs> um he Zay is a very, very hard worker, but with his criminal background, he can't just go to a job and just apply for certain jobs or he don't know. He looks, he's not working right now. Um, he's got to wait another two months before he goes to another temp agency to even get on a job to places that accept felonies. Um, because he's got some kind of record, I'm telling you. Um rap sheet. Oh my God. Um, yes. So, but he, when he works, he enjoys it. He loves it. He, he doesn't, he, he's not one of those who doesn't want to be, if I, if I buy him a meal, like it's, it'll take him an hour or two to eat it sometimes. I'm like, why you just eat the food? I was hot. He's like, I didn't deserve it. He's like, I didn't do nothing to contribute to it. Like he, he it's stuff like that. I'm like, Zay, eat the food. And I'm over there woofing mine down and he's like eating it, but eating it with remorse. And, you know, I can't do anything about that, but he definitely, um, definitely, he doesn't want to not contribute. He, um, if we're going out, of course, I got to buy everybody. Like I had to buy everybody's clothes for the graduation. He didn't. <laughs> Y'all look like, so nice too. Thank you. He was like, I didn't deserve that. Like I, I, you know, we were all in sync. I didn't deserve that. Was he there? He was there. He had on the red suspenders. Okay. I'll send you some photos, but he had on the red suspenders. Okay. So, yeah, um, yeah, he was there. Um, but yeah, so he, he'll, he'll just feel guilty about not deserving it. And it's not for show because he'll ask me not to do it, you know, but I, I do it anyway, because, you know, sometimes I do some people need things sometimes to feel a part of, you know, mm -hmm. of course, I'm yeah. not going to leave them out, but, you know. Yeah. So, so it, it sounds, Miss Sabrina, like, because a, a lot of men who don't work or who are not bringing in a source of income, that can cause internal problems because that's part of their manhood. Part of yeah. who, they, who God designed them to be are providers. And many of them, when they can't provide, and if especially if the woman makes them feel less than a man, mm -hmm. then we've got a problem on our hands. Oh, absolutely. So it Speaking sounds from like experience you're, on that. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. So hi. He'll so just constantly you. do stuff he'll constantly do stuff to um to try to make up and i'm like like he, he tries not to let me lift a finger at home because he's yeah. not working he, so yeah so okay that's a good point because some men who don't do anything when the woman or the kids come home guess what he still doesn't do anything he waits for them to do. I've heard that too. So that's mm -hmm. good that at least, because, you know, women and men, uh, husband and wife, 
So they have to kind of balance things out because sometimes, like you said, it's not in the form of money. But if he's not bringing uh, money to the table, guess what? If he's cooking your food or if he's doing some of those other things, that is money, something that you may have had to pay somebody else to do. Or if you had to do, that's time, that's energy that could be spent someplace else. Right. So it sounds like he's smart in that area to, you know, pull his weight in other areas so that you don't have to. Right. So as we close, what have you said? What would you like to say that you have not said? And what are some closing, some closing remarks? You said a lot, a lot of good stuff. A lot of different subjects. I'm all over the place. It's so much. I'm telling you, this it's is so a much, but it, it, it is all related. It, it has come mm -hmm. together. And I think women need to hear this because, you know, with Dr. Leslie Inspires, Miss Sabrina, there's no one story, even though we're all talking about sons, there's so many stories that all come together to create this woman's story that has her hurting on the inside. You know, something that you said, you talked about the mother, you know, doing some things that she probably should have done. You talked about him uh, being raised in six foster homes. You know, you talked about him having uh, some drug issues. You talked about him being, still being a good man to your children, well-respected by your children. And then you talked about you loving him to a place where you don't know if you are uh, in love with him or if you're just being stupid. <laughs> you know, you've heard people say all the time, love is blind or, you know, you, you hear people say that. Mm -hmm. I remember when I uh, met my husband, I said, either this is God or this is the devil. <laughs> And, and it's too and good to be true. <laughs> yeah, when you got something that's good, you understand that, you know, the devil comes in forms that, you know, he might come as a knight in shining armor, mm -hmm. you know, and next thing you know, that mask comes off at some point, you like, oh, Lord. But the thing is, this guy, he's not coming to you as your knight in shining armor. There was a spiritual connection and the uh -huh. thing is it doesn't look like what everybody else the the textbook says that uh -huh. it should look like so right. i think that could be throwing you off too but there is no textbook it is no textbook especially in this day and time people are dealing with things that they hadn't had to deal with before whether it's love hate animosity whatever the case is you know you you may want to try to just like take the gloves off and just try to love and, and see what God does. Oh, I'm too afraid for that. But you can't be. God is not giving you the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind. So anytime you are afraid, which is natural, I, I get it. It's natural to be fearful. But every day, if you take off them gloves, you need to pull off this one, you know, little by little. <laughs> to at some point, you know, the whole thing, well, that's one hand. Now you got to work on this one. <laughs> you know, to get it, um, for them gloves to come off because that's what you want. 
You want it, but you're not taking it. That could be his deliverance. His deliverance could be on the other side. Are you worth it? You know, part part of the development. Question to me, (laughs) right? I'm worth it, but I'm um, I'm I'm just I don't want to miss out what's what's on the other end of him either. So I just right. That's what I was saying to him. Like you could be his deliverance from that drug you can become his drug you know women can do that ask uh samson and delilah you know he almost got killed got his hair cut off for her you know what i mean because she had some good stuff whatever it was she had it was it was good and Mm -hmm. it was worth it to him so you know god gave us power he gave us tremendous amount of influence you can turn it just like that and, and with- let, me, let me let me say this say this with closing it may be closing to me it's closing but it may open up another door <laughs> he constantly constantly looks for reassurance from me yep i don't know how to give him that because in my head he's wanting me to mommy him yeah you because know what my, my kids don't even look for reassurance no it's different it's different though when a man loves you in that capacity and they'll tell you, you know, well, I'm not, I can, I can get it from someplace else. I'm just asking you out of respect because I value your opinion. Does he say that? Absolutely not. <laughs> so the key he, is his reassurance is good job. No, not so much as that. His, um, because of where he's he comes from his name is just all over the streets as this booger bear this thug this just he's never been a bully he's a compassionate thug too like he's a compassionate thug i don't get it Mm -hmm. (laughs) but he's he may beat you up but he's gonna help you up and and come and check on you the next day if he can if he beats you too bad he's like that kind of thug like he's not a callous cold-hearted callous thug he's he's i'm telling you his heart is phenomenal um he's he's um his reassurance looks like he does all these things to things to perfect himself around me to me to to Show me that he loved me because he knows how I feel about love. And he knows a little bit of my story about the lack of respect I have. But he's seen my mother and my grandmother dumb their old men down. I mean, dumb them down. You know, treat them like they, their mama probably treated them when they was kids. You know, they just, you know, that kind of thing. So he, and I'm like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to treat you like that. I don't want to, you know, I want to, you know, I want a leader, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, and so, he um he holds on to all that stuff and he's holding on to I don't give him enough reassurance as far as hey I noticed you didn't get you was with your friends and you didn't get high mm-hmm. he looks for me to notice acknowledge and if yep. I don't if I don't acknowledge all that stuff he will fall off the wagon yeah and say I'm not loving him this way I'm not I'm not he'll fall he'll fall off 
So he's like that. So that's yeah. a lot. A lot of men are. And the thing is, um, on one of the podcasts, I pulled one of Tony Evans' um, messages when he was talking about boys and men. And he said, a lot of women be saying the same thing, which is what you just said. Oh, I, that, that's too much. Nobody want to be doing that all day. You got to know who you are. Dang, why well, I got to reassure you all the time? He said, let me tell you something. If you get tired of building a man up, he said, you need to go get some sleep and get some rest so you can get back up and keep doing it because that is what it requires for men. That is our job. When he oh, that's said a that, thing though, right? No, it's not because I recognize that even with young men at the school, which is where our influence comes from. See, it's almost like the power that we have, if we have grown up a certain way, it's difficult for us to do. It's like, but if we understand our power, we would be like, whoa, good job. Oh my gosh, that is so awesome. Even just acknowledging a haircut a hairdo, a shave. Oh my gosh. Oh, you, I remember last time you said this, is that attention to detail? Because even the way that Samson got, I mean, the, the way that Delilah got Samson, Samson, tell me what's in your hair. Tell me, tell me where your secret <laughs> lies. Tell me. And she just showed him so much attention and so much love. Nothing else mattered during that time frame while she was with him that man told her everything told her everything so even though mm -hmm. it feels like it's too much because it's not in our especially if we haven't been raised that way some women have been raised that way some women are being raised only to take care of a man so that he can take care of you some women have been like um some women have been raised to allow a man to beat on you on them and to let him go out and cheat because that's how they were raised and him coming back home is uh -huh. there is the way that they show love so it just really depends on what your definition of but the lord tells us we have to build them up like we can tear down our down our house with our own hands but it's all in the words that we speak so you might want to call them stupid one day. Oh, that was so, so stupid that you did that. I can't believe it. You may want to say it, but every single time you hold your tongue, every single time you decide not to say something and change it around and be like, either if it's a smile or I see you, I see you. And on the inside, you're like, ah! Ooh, yeah, that was stupid. I, yeah the, a few days ago, about a week or two ago, I, um, he got right in the store and decided to play with the kids. And I don't like all that behind me. <laughs> right. And he was beating on the waters at the front of the store. And I got so ill and embarrassed because I'm like, that was so immature for you to be a man. Why would you do that? And he didn't understand. I shouldn't have said all that stuff. And he didn't understand that I was just trying to say, even though I said later on that you you don't know who's watching. You know, you have to just conduct yourself as a man. And 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 I don't care what nobody think. I don't care. It's not about that. You have to carry yourself accordingly. That's you faking it. In fact, 
it was right before the graduation or a few days before the graduation. He almost didn't make it because I was afraid of how he was going to act because <laughs> he don't and see. That's why I mean, he's so street and so hood. He don't know how to be in a different place with me. I'm not that kind of lady. Right. You can't bring that here. You yeah. know, you don't need that. You don't you don't need that extra armor. Show you, you know, you can keep on your armor, but you got to cover that thing up with me. Right. And he he didn't understand where you gotta not you gotta be a man and play. I mean, play when you get home, keep up all the no roll, kick. I don't care what you do, not in public. Yeah. You know, you're a man out with a woman. People need to take you serious and he was just still, he's still stuck there. Like, F what everybody think. I don't care what they think. I'm, I know who I am. I'm like, oh my God, I could just not see something. And it was just, you know, and, I get it. You know, something else too, is he free enough in his mind? You know, sometimes when, when there's trauma that happened, that person can get stuck right there at that age. You mean like or, the Michael Jackson trauma? Yes. Or is it that he's free enough to truly be and play? Because you know how when if you are in the street and you see kids, they're skipping along. It's like, wow, they're so happy. But if you see a 30-year-old skipping along like that, you'd be like, what is wrong with them? Huh. Um, you know, just because it's not age appropriate. But when we see it from a, a younger person, we see that they're happy. We see a, a form of joy. And we wish that we could do that. You know, but we're not free enough. We as adults, we get so caught up in ourselves and the, the daily woes of life that we just, you know, don't know how to play, don't know how to. So I'm not protecting him. I'm just giving another perspective I on, you know, maybe, maybe you the one who need to be playing around some more, you know. Absolutely <laughs> not. Absolutely not. Free yourself, you know, I don't know. <laughs> But okay, I want to end now. I don't know how long this one was, but it was an good. exact hour. Okay, amen. It was uh, just conversation and food for thought. So I pray that Miss Sabrina has said something to help you to understand just, you know, where she is and her thought process. You know, she's not saying anything is right, wrong, or indifferent, but just giving us another perspective in terms of dealing with, I'm, I'm not even going to call him a thug at this point. I'm going to call him a man. And then also, Miss Sabrina, I hope we said some things too, to kind of give you some perspective on what you might be dealing with and try to, you know, because you the, the po most powerful thing you said was that L-O-V-E, that word because mm -hmm. some people have it and some people have never experienced it ever. So, I mean, you've got some decision-making to do because I think you've got some changing to do too, if you choose to keep it. I, I do because this, this, this level of love is new to me too. Yeah. So. And some people wish that they could be in your shoes if just for one moment to have that experience. So we're going to go ahead and close out in prayer. Thank you so much again. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, oh God, for allowing Miss Sabrina to come as our special guest on today, sharing her story, sharing this circumstance, sharing this situation. And I pray, oh God, that you would open the ears of the women who have the ears to hear, giving them wisdom, knowledge, and understanding 
understanding on what to do in their situation. And I thank you, God, for giving Miss Sabrina a servant's heart, just a heart to want to serve and to help other people in this uh, capacity. So we thank you, oh God, and we will be so careful to give you all the praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Miss Sabrina. We talk You're to welcome. you soon. Okay, yes, bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Dr. Leslie Inspires. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. Also, for more content and resources, please be sure to visit our website, www.drlesslieinspires.com. We'll see you in the next episode.